Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. We can. I think I know. I think we said it go. I think we got it. Perfect. So we are live with Erica McCurdy. Thanks so much for visiting the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. So without waiting, Erica, tell us about yourself. Why did you get into this race? And then let's start talking about the race in the district. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a lot of questions to it do is, really it? quickly. It is. We don't, make, we don't waste time here. Yeah, well, podcast. I'm not much of a time waster either, <laughs> and I've deal. already got a good amount of caffeine. <laughs> so um, I'll just jump right in. So I am a native Atlantan, mm-hmm. born and raised, educated here. A little scary, but I'm just yeah. going to say it didn't hurt me too much. <laughs> um, so, and married to a native Atlantan. Now that's unusual. That is unusual. Yeah. We actually went to the same high school. No. Wow. Wow. High school right. sweethearts. Um, no, he's a little older than me. Okay. Okay. So oh. I like my guys a little grizzly. So okay. <laughs> cool. But, um, and I have three kids who also um, raised here um, uh-huh. and are now, one's going to law school, one's going to med school, oh, one wow. is a pilot. Um, so kind of cool. Fantastic. Um, so. Did you work for Delta? No, she. Oh, she. Oh, wow. Yeah, even I better call you out. I know. Right look now. at that. You know. so. No, that wasn't, that wasn't something <laughs> on my part. Hey, at least I didn't say that. Man, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> so we're going to go deep fast yes, and get yes, right into yeah. it. We like so her. a private pilot, um, I take it? She's a private pilot. Okay. One day she wants to work for Delta there. Gotcha. Oh, so she's wow. still in school. But I'm um, super proud of her. She's right. just the coolest thing. She's kind of our Elle Woods. She yeah. still mm-hmm. uses colored markers and glitter and all of that. But Nothing wrong with that. She is the coolest thing going. <laughs> Um, actually, all three of them are. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I was an executive at Bell South and then got into um, entrepreneurship and started a little company a lot of folks know called Georgia Sanitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I uh, don't look like a garbage girl. Not at all. But absolutely loved it. Started it with one truck. Um, yeah, I know how to get gritty and dirty and talk trash with the best of them. Wonderful. Huh. And actually, and the slinging. candidate actually helped us move the table yeah, over yeah. here, so she does... Slinging cans. I yeah. sling cans. It, right? I yeah. love a pretty hard day's work. So, nah, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's and how long did you have that business? Had it from 1998, sold it in 2006. Wow. Um, and then did a stint working at North Point Church. A lot of you guys are familiar with Andy Stanley. I am a member. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's a great church. Worked in their care department, working with their jobs ministry and their prison ministry. Um, a little bit of time working with the Foster Care Support Foundation, yeah. and then went into work for myself, um, helping people in the employability gotcha. area. Um, and now I think I have the coolest job in the world working with our senior Navy SEALs as they transition out of the service. Well, I want to okay. ask you about a couple of those things. One, tell me about the employability. What do you mean by working in the employability area? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we're going to talk about things that are issues. Yeah, and, yeah, we're going to get to the issues. And, um, you know, we're dealing with things like unemployment, but uh-huh. unemployment and job transition has been an issue for a long time, yeah. really um, since 2008 when that bubble burst. People yeah, have yeah, been thinking yeah. about what jobs look like, and we've been dealing with upsizing and downsizing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, 
I have been working as an expert with US News, Forbes, Business News Daily, and in our community, helping people understand what's next. Gotcha. And so, in particular, with executives and people who've sold their company, folks who've retired or been downsized because they're getting mm -hmm. older, um, and with our veterans, yeah. when you change your jobs, you'd have to figure out what that looks like, and I help people figure out how to repurpose, reposition okay. their Perfect. skills. Good, good. So primarily the veteran community, you're helping them place with placement, um, or is it broader than that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a placement okay. person, but I do gotcha. help with the entire picture. There's a lot that has to do with who you are, how you okay. identify yourself. Is that just here in the uh, state of Georgia? Or? Actually, yeah. I don't have a whole lot of clients here in okay. Georgia, which oh, makes it really oh, great. So you have a lot of folks that run for office where you wonder whether there's a conflict of yeah. interest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I can absolutely and proudly say I have no conflict of interest Perfect. in my campaign. Most of my clients um, are not here in Georgia. <laughs> okay. huh. Well, I know somebody in Virginia that I may put you in touch with that, for that benefit. <laughs> but you mentioned something else that I'd like to ask you about. Navy SEALs. Tell me about your involvement with the Navy yeah, SEALs. That's absolutely. fascinating. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a huge supporter of yeah. our veterans. And um, I, my father was a, a sergeant in the Marines. Um, I had an uncle who was in the Air yeah. Force. I have a brother-in-law who retired from the Coast Guard. And the first nonprofit that I was involved in was at the University of Georgia, helping with the Army ROTC. Yeah. So love for our service um, men and women. And um, I was partnered through being on the Forbes Coaches Council with the SEAL Future Foundation. Uh -huh. And they asked whether they thought that my employability expertise would work well with veterans. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'll try not to use any blue language here because we have all kinds of folks, <laughs> eh, you know, we maybe even sometimes. some families here, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we are apologies we are, and brown yeah, liquor, that's which that's is right. yeah. 21 and older. That's true. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> 18 I'm, or 19 if you're in Canada. 18 or 19 if you're in Canada, <laughs> and maybe overseas. Yeah. Yeah. But my answer was, heck yeah. yeah. So um, I started working with the SEAL Future Foundation, that's which awesome. is an incredible nonprofit. And for those of you who are thinking that maybe that's yeah. a great place to look into for your own um, support. And they have several pillars to yeah. help our SEALs figure out what that next step looks like. Mm -hmm. It turns out that the skills that I was using with yeah. our civilian folks works incredibly well with them. So I've got 14 or 15 skills that I'm yeah. engaged with now, and it's a lifetime pairing. So for the rest of their lives, yeah. they can reach back in. Um, now, I don't watch the show Billions. No offense to anyone who does, uh, I don't but either. I've been told that it's kind of like a Wendy. Okay. So, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So if that makes I cut the cable for that long yeah, time ago. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think that's on one of those pay-for networks, isn't it? So I don't it, want to mention yeah, it. So yeah. it can be anything, yeah. any, any issue that comes up. Just to help think through what does that look like. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, um, and it's great because prior to sitting down, we had a veteran come in that you engaged with. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe his wife said he flew planes in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Now, um, jumping into politics, as we were talking about earlier, this is your first race. This is your first yeah. foray into politics, right? It is, and apparently you don't dip your toe into politics. <laughs> yeah. You jump. You go higher. Yeah. Did you, you drink a lot of brown liquor before you made this decision? Because it's like, you know. Or did someone drag you up <laughs> yeah. to the registrar's yeah. office and just kind of like, hey, you're registering for... So it's kind of fun. When I was first um, approached with this, I was asked to have breakfast. Uh -huh. And I thought that I was being asked for either a monetary donation yeah. or a volunteer. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And it turns out the answer was yes and yes, but just in a way <laughs> oh, bigger way. Okay. Yeah. And um, I thought about it. I went and asked my husband. Uh -huh. um, believe it or not, I called my pastor. Okay. 
um, who's one of my dearest friends. Yeah. And then I made a list of 10 people who I thought knew me but wouldn't give me a quick yes. Gotcha. Okay. That's a good, and, good strategy. You said you're a strategist earlier. I so am. Go for the no. Yeah. I just really believe in having people around you that are not going to just simply pat you on the back. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everybody around me said, wow, I hadn't thought about you for this role, but the more I think about it, you're exactly yeah. what we need right now. Gotcha. And at that point, I said, you know what, this is the perfect time. Um my children are out of the home. Yeah. I'm not going to have that yeah. pull. Yep. I work for myself. My clients are all over the world. I can build my own schedule. Mm. And for 30 years, I have committed over 100 hours of personal time to the things that make our community and our state stronger. Yeah. This is the perfect time to take all of that and my business strategy and what I know about creating jobs for people, both personally and as a consultant, to take that and bring that to our state right. and help enhance what we're already doing as the number one place to do business. Right. So you're definitely not running for office for the whopping large salary of $18,000. <laughs> well, no, don't forget, we do, we, I think we are taking a pay cut, but yes. And per diem, right? Oh. Per diem, yeah. Okay, so no, no, I'm not. So she's not getting rich on this. She's uh, not going to become a millionaire. You know, she already obviously is successful in and of her own right, uh, which is important. Yep. Yeah, money will not be the driver for me, <laughs> but fiscal conservancy, yeah. money from that perspective mm -hmm. yes. will always be important to me. I really think that sometimes we have folks whose attitude is, well, we just do it and figure out how to pay for it later, right? Yeah. which gets us in trouble over and over and over again. And we see people who do that. I mean, our advertising today encourages us to it do it and yes. figure it's it out. It's part of our later. society. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. even through this... Um, pandemic, we see so many folks being encouraged mm -hmm. to do it and we'll pay for it later. Do oh, this, yeah. defer this, yeah. defer this, defer yeah. this. And while there's times where maybe we need to do that as a state, as a legislature, as um, as an economy, mm -hmm. that gets us in trouble. Yeah. And understanding that as a business person who's owned a company that has created jobs, and that's mm -hmm. really important to understand that not everybody who runs yeah. for office Created jobs that support other families. Right. Um, every night when I had my company, when I had Georgia Sanitation, we created jobs that supported other families. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what kept me up at night. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it wasn't, oh my gosh, will I be able to take my family to Disney? Right. Um, which, by the way, hardly ever could afford to do. It was, will the families who gave up other opportunities to work for me? Mm -hmm be able to continue sure. to yeah. support their families because of the income that we're generating. Right. And, and can I hire yet another family mm -hmm. that I know needs to be able to support their family? Mm -hmm. Those kind of questions were the things that were agonizing yeah. as we ebbed and flowed through the changing economy, as we got customers, as we lost customers, as we made right. changes, as we yeah. wanted to purchase another truck, as we mm -hmm. needed to buy more cans, as the price of fuel went up and down. Right. Now, as, now, as a business owner, I mean, one of the, myself, you know, one of the things we always hear, you know, from the left, that when, you know, people own businesses, oh, well, you have so much money, you're so wealthy, you should definitely hire more people, like, and hire them at, you know, this minimum, ridiculously obscene yeah. minimum wage limit of $15 an hour. So tell people, and especially for those people who are not, have never run a business before, or just kind of, kind of dabbled, or what have you, as a 1099, tell us, what are some of those hidden cost of actually hiring an employee, like a FICA tax, or you have to pay a benefit, yeah. things like that that would actually directly impact, you know, other small business owners, so that way 
in future. You Wait, know. are you trying to tell me businesses don't print the money? Hold on. No, oh, no. Sorry. This sorry. Is, you know, well, and, and how, long, too. Uh, mind blown. how long do we have for this? Yeah. As much as, <laughs> as long much as you would like. like. Yeah. <laughs> as long we, as you would like. You want to go down a PL sheet? <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was just going to say, you know, because mm. I can read a balance sheet with anyone, yeah. but. Mm. Uh, and, and I've done my share of financial analysis, both for myself and then for other people in other roles. But um, let me just say that one of the frustrations is that if I were to start Georgia Sanitation yeah. today, right, the barriers to entry oh my God. are absolutely overwhelming. The costs, the red tape, and I'm really thankful to people like um, Scott Hilton and um, what the governor has done yeah. to look at the barriers for small businesses and try to streamline that process. But there's so much more work. Still oh yeah, to the be regulations, done. the red tape, the bureaucracy—it's overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely, um, and it's not just all of the red tape and that, but it's also the cost of healthcare. Mm -hmm. So the idea of bringing on additional employees and what that means and what healthcare would cost, yeah. and then all of the other costs. Um, the unemployment, the um, all the different fees, and then there's also this idea that once you bring on an employee, you do have an obligation then to pay that employee before yourself. Yeah. So if there's a time, a lean time, mm -hmm. that obligation comes first to an employer, an ethical employer. Yeah. Yes, an ethical. Yes. Correct. Yes. You're correct. Yeah. And so you have to figure out what that looks like. So I can't tell you how many times when. It was lean for Georgia Sanitation that we elected to keep employees on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then for us, we were digging into our savings to make sure that we could put food on the table. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it really is a challenge because I knew and we knew that the families that we were employing were relying on us in its entirety. Yeah. And I was really blessed during that time that we had a separate income coming in so we could afford to do some of that. Right. Um, yeah. But it's really challenging, and these days, a lot of folks who have small businesses don't have that. And yeah. um, a great example, if you don't mind if I share it. No, no go right ahead. I brought y'all coffee today. Yes, and thank you, you very much. Super, super yes. sweet. So <laughs> I had to go to four different places to find a business that was still in business oh, yeah, yeah. to be able to pro provide coffee. And one of the things I feel like is happening during yeah. this pandemic <laughs> is that every single day, I learn another lesson, I get another, what I call a zinger, mm -hmm. a friend of mine calls them zingers, about what this pandemic is doing yeah. to our businesses. Oh, I'm a huge advocate for our businesses, okay. and I want safety. I want us to be healthy. I want this pandemic to go away. I want us to be careful. At the same time, every business that shut its doors is not just a business owner that's not making money, but it is families. It is right. kids that can't pay for their college. It is somebody's child that is yeah. not going to have all the clothes and shoes. And I remember after that, um, this is I'm in a second marriage, so I went through a very difficult divorce. I remember how hard it was when my kids wanted to go to camp and they would say, send a spare pair of shoes. And I was like, spare? Yeah. yeah. What's spare mean? Yeah, yeah. And really. we have families now that are going through not having spare. Sure. Yeah. And keeping our businesses running matters. Right. Okay. And to, to your point earlier, the check hasn't, or the bill hasn't come due yet, hasn't been paid, no, so that's about no, to happen. No, so. but even on a greater existential level, though, even if, you know, you're still getting money coming in, like, there's a lot of people who would, who are depressed, who are becoming, you know, really disenfranchised, mm -hmm. feel horrible about themselves because they're not actually actively outworking. So yeah. even if they do have a trickle of unemployment coming in, 
or what have you or assistance from the government, I mean, I think all of us could probably test the fact that it's so much more satisfying to be, even if you come home at the end of the day, yeah. like, I used to wait tables and, you know, work banquets. Like, it was ridiculously difficult <coughs> work, but I came home, and when I had that paycheck every other week, it was satisfying, and, you know, I, I, I felt good well, about it, I earned it. We yeah, work. it and, is. And to, to what you were, in your business, in America, the economic engine is small businesses such as what you had, so people don't realize that. They think everything's a conglomerate, and money just kind of you know, out of thin air. Right. And like we were talking about though, they don't understand like let's say, you know, publicly a company makes, you know, gross three million dollars last year. Well that's yeah. gross. It's not like what your net was. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely cer it's certainly not what the business owner takes home. So we are meeting Erica in the district you're running yes, for. We are. Yeah. We're at uh, the forum and I learned from we're you that this area center. Yeah, I Town learned from center. you that it's this <laughs> part's not the forum. Yeah. Not I the thought forum. it was always the forum. Yeah. And let me just say I People who know me and the people who have, are following me on social yeah. media, so please follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Erica McCurdy GA, or um, I think that's the best way. Just yeah. Well, Erica we're going to put all your information GA. in our show notes too, um, so you can find us here. You will 100% know that one of my big deals is what I call living local. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge fan mm -hmm. of this. I think I'm on three or four boards. I'm um, always involved in something and I live out here this is our town center yeah and it is incredible oh, I love this area and we have a veterans park in the back behind me where there's a brick for my dad and my nice. son and I help keep it up this is just a great spot so yeah. being able to be here thank you both for coming oh out here. I, I live close by too so you know this it is was great yeah. but you did have to yeah, uh, the other side yes. of the world. yes yeah, yes Marietta. I came from Cobb County so yeah. it's all right it's okay it's definitely a worthwhile cause so not a problem <laughs> but it is such a privilege to be able to yeah. showcase this little gem that is right here in the heart of the 95th yeah and it is, it is beautiful it's super peaceful there's families out and about which is great to see. and it's still growing once that bridge is finished that bridge that's is gonna beautiful be yeah. it was there's, you know, there's always some controversy whenever there's change, but I really think it's going to be great for folks like myself who walk here all the time. It's going to be really fun yeah. to be able to go up and across like that. So um, I'm thankful that that was able to continue happening. Yeah, um, I love this area. So if you're in, if you're in metropolitan Atlanta, I do encourage people to come to. Did they call it Forum Town Center? What are they? No, they call it the Peachtree Corners Town Center. Okay, so the Forum's just off the chart. The well, the Forum is the shopping center yeah, across yeah. the street. But they're attached, right? They're well, supposed to be the same development, right? It's they're two separate areas. This is our town center. They're, they're associated. They're I, yeah, associated. They are. So there's a bridge. There's a bridge. <laughs> well, because we have retail shopping and then we have mostly restaurants, restaurants yeah. and there's some retail here too. Yeah. So cool. the idea is to connect the both and let this be a really neat environment where you can um, work, you can shop, you can play, you can live, you can integrate yeah. as a community. It's just an incredible. It really is nice. Thing. So you're a resident. So let's talk about some of the issues. Let's talk let's about some issues. issues. So the one, the first thing I want to you talk didn't think about, we weren't going. Yeah, to I know. Did yeah, you? we were waiting. We want to get to know you a little bit. Let everybody get to know you. But it's really you're running to affect change. So you've got some platforms that you're running on that I want to delve into. One of them is, you know, we're we're in Atlanta, and Atlanta's <laughs> the one of the. A lot of people don't know that. You know, Atlanta doesn't get a lot of press like a lot of cities like Chicago, New York, but we are one of the most congested cities in the world. We are. In the world, not just America. We're the fourth most congested city in America. Mm -hmm. And I think the eighth most congested city in the world. And one of your platforms is transportation. It is. How? It is. How? What can you do here? What, I mean, <laughs> how, what, when? Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk a little bit about that because um, transportation and traffic is something that has sort of slipped off the radar yeah. for a lot of mm -hmm. folks during COVID 
because there's so much work yeah. from home and people yeah. aren't out. So now all of a sudden people are driving with no traffic. They're thinking, wow, this maybe isn't an issue. Yeah. Who knew it was all the non-essential people causing all the traffic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Um, and then as soon as you say the word traffic, then uh, immediately people's minds go to yeah. MARTA. Yeah. And then talk about a divisive issue yeah. right there. But there's really more to it than that. And so um, <coughs> let me start off by saying one of the reasons that I am so passionate about traffic and transportation is that that's a vertical that I've been engaged in for, um, I really don't want to say how many years, but um, back in the Clinton era when I was working as a junior executive at Bell South, I was actually tapped to be in D.C. as part of the President's Panel on Transportation and Technology Improvement. Yeah. So I spent time as one of the leading experts here in our state already talking about how do we engage technology to improve our transportation effectiveness. So this is not a, oh, I'm yeah. suddenly running for office and so I'm going to pick transportation because it's a hot and heavy topic. Right. This is a decades-long passion of mine yeah. and an interest in something that I have expertise in because technology is something that I've been engaged in. Yeah. And then moving on, um, my clients were all the major transportation, so that vertical was my industry specialty. Gotcha. So gotcha. what would be the first thing on your list to What could you do? <laughs> change, change and either implement. Yeah, absolutely. So what I have to say is that I think COVID actually adjusted some of those priorities for us mm -hmm. because we've yeah. shown that teleworking solutions, which people were so resistant to, have right. already been proven to work. Yeah. So yeah. while we were looking at some really great solutions, we've been looking at the smart cities initiatives, we've been looking at things like traffic circles, we've been looking at smart traffic lights and some of the technology we can embed into yeah. our um, infrastructure. Um, we've been looking at dedicated lanes and reversible lanes and all these things. We've also now shown that a lot of businesses can actually implement teleworking solutions to relieve congestion on our roads. Yeah. So, and notice none of those things included heavy rail mm -hmm. into right. Gwinnett County. And while I'm not necessarily opposed to that, it is a very expensive, very long, very challenging solution that not everybody is a uh, yeah. fan of. Right. Um, I just ended that in a proposition. But, um, <laughs> but okay. it's, it's not necessarily the best solution for everyone. But here's the thing. When we have huge congestion up and down that 85 yeah. corridor, it pushes people to use technologies and apps like Waze um, mm -hmm. or Google Maps and, to yeah. find alternatives. And those alternatives move people into the 95th. Yeah. Move people into Norcross, Christian Corners, Berkeley Lake, Duluth, Johns Creek, and it causes congestion and problems for the folks here who maybe work and live here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And folks who are trying to get their kids to school, people right. who are just trying to live their lives, and it causes problems for infrastructure here that was not built to handle that. Sure. So for those of us, for those of our listeners and viewers who aren't as familiar with all the, you know, the buzzwords and the covers that you were using, um, you know, like, what, like, I mean, a reversible lane. It may seem like, you know, it's common sense, but I mean, when I moved here, I would drove, I drove through Sandy Springs and all of a sudden there was a lane and there's X's and check marks yeah. over it. Now, is that what you mean by a reversible that, lane? That is yeah. that is one of the things that, that I mean. Um, and a lot of us have driven on highways where there are lanes that are dedicated to <coughs> buses only. Uh -huh. That's one of the alternatives that we're looking at. Lanes that are carpool lanes. Different things like that that actually take traffic and divert certain um, 
elements of traffic that are trying to get from one place to another mm -hmm. without exiting and entering the highway and give them an opportunity to do that faster and relieve congestion in other places. Mm -hmm. One of the things that makes Peachtree Corner so amazing is that we do have one of the only test tracks to test yes. out this technology yeah. it's literally right here. It's just like right blocks there. away. Yeah. It is. That's like outside of these trees, really. It yeah. is. And um, over the winter, we had Ollie, the autonomous vehicle, mm. running on that track, and I loved Ollie. So I, ah. um, one of the things I like to do is to think about who might need just a little pick-me-up. Mm. So on one of the coldest days, I went and got coffee for the riders on Ollie and brought it out there yeah. and sat. Because even though it's autonomous, you still have to have yeah. a human making yeah. sure that Ollie doesn't go rogue. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know, we've, all, we've all seen some of the movies. We know what happens yeah. when technology yeah. goes rogue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Imaginations go wild. Yeah, you yeah. need, you need Paul Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I just went out and hung out on Ollie for a little while, bought, mm. the, bought the Rogers coffee, and just sat there and learned a little huh. bit about how Ollie Works yeah, I, I stumbled upon that area going, what is this? Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it is. Driving through it is like, whoa, because it's got all these um, pillars and such, mm -hmm. these mono, you know, I don't know what you call them. But here's some of the beauty of that. There's smart stop signs. Yeah. There's smart traffic lights that know only to operate when there's a need. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of things that move slow. Right. Yeah. And there's um, an, a command center where people who have these ideas can actually test this out in a controlled environment mm -hmm. with some real traffic, but in a way that's safe. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that. So you're you're running for a district that's kind of on the the, the cutting edge of what's hap could happen not just here but nationally as Absolutely. well. What's going on just across those trees? We are a microcosm. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. so many communities all over the country, and that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about yeah. Georgia. I get people all the time that say, "So what's next after this?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Charlie!" <laughs> you know, first of all, right. this. let's get this one. But also, I love our state. I yeah. grew up here, I went to high school here, I went to college here, I went to graduate school here. This is an incredible place to live. I chose to stay here. I raised yeah. my family here. My husband is from here. Mm -hmm. He's got deep roots as well. We love yeah. Georgia. So my passion is to keep Georgia Mm -hmm. as incredible as it has been. So, and when you said to a yeah. change, I almost corrected you, but I wanted to get into all the good stuff. <laughs> good, good. Correct um, me away. She does. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah. Okay, well, good. I'll I live for I'll, it now. We'll sit here. Yeah. But, I really, <laughs> but I really don't believe in, in opposition. Yeah. I really, truly believe that we have more, on both sides of the aisle, we have more things in common than we do differences. So yeah. collaboration and building coalitions mm -hmm. is really what I'm about. Right. Um, it's not really to affect change. It's really to make an impact and to make us move forward as opposed to changing the things that work. There's yeah. a lot of things that work. That. Sure. There's a lot that works. And the things that aren't working, a lot of them could be fixed. Yeah. Um, and more things work than don't. That's why we've been as successful sure. as we have. Well, okay. And so what would, what would be some of the immediate effects, you know, if you were to implement some of these smart, you know, smart technology solutions for traffic in your district? <laughs> what, what might, what might, one of your constituents see as a direct result within, you know, a year, two years. It's kind of interesting you say that. So I've been working on um, these Facebook Lives. I've got a couple different series going, and one of them has to do with COVID and what we've seen this summer. And um, I've been working in partnership with some of the, um, this may not seem like it goes, but Work with me. Here. We'll, we'll, bear, we'll bear with you. Follow with me for a minute. Kind of like you yeah. see on those um, TV shows where the judge says, I'll give you a little leeway. <laughs> um, so we've been working with 
one of the teachers of the year, the Gwinnett Teacher of the Year, yeah. and mm-hmm. we've been talking about um, how work at home is affecting students, teachers, and parents, oh, and we gosh, have this yeah. idea to reach out to the Gwinnett Chamber to say, hey, are there companies that are implementing work at home solutions yeah. in a really impressive way? We've been able to identify certain companies, and so on one of my Facebook Lives, we're going to bring on some companies to discuss how they've been able to implement telework solutions to help relieve the pressure of moving on the community and on their employees. That's just one of the things that I think we would see. Is that engagement from um, employees, a better work environment, less traffic. So that's just right. one example. So right. what your opponent has the same platform, what is one of the same issues on her platform, what's different between what your opponent suggesting or your suggestion? That's a great question. I haven't actually yeah. seen like a specific yeah. thing. Yeah. So I don't know that I have a, a comment. Gotcha. Um, you know, really all I can do is talk about what I'm doing. Yeah. And for me, that's always my best thing is for me to say, here's what I know and here's what I want to know. And these are the things that I know to do. Is it possible we might see an Eric on the City traffic app? <laughs> Once elected, is that a possibility? That's, that's funny. <laughs> so that is, Erica says, don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the most frightening thing I've ever heard you say. Oh, wow. And I have listened to you. I'm going to say no. Um, and, but it does bring up something yeah. really uh-huh. important. And, and here's what ask that is. Ask Erica. Go ahead. Let's, let's not do Ask Erica. Um, so so I've, I've done a lot of work for things like Bustle Magazine and some, some millennial things. I actually got to give... Um, advice to um, Nikki Vile, the bachelor, and so mm-hmm. things like that, oh. so some really cool like okay. things, and one of them was like an Ask Erica thing, and I was like, yeah. no, 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 bad idea. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. But I, I do want to, on a serious note, address mm-hmm. what you said, because I, and I actually wrote this down so I wouldn't oh, forget. Oh, um, Not that I'm super dorky, all of you out there, but... No, being prepared <laughs> is important, so we... So real quick, before you do that, the tick, so it's TikTok people that are on. They're yeah. live streaming. This is Erica Curtis. She's running for District 95. Yes, right. the 95th. I didn't know if you want to text your kids. Let's just let them know you're on TikTok Live right now. They can find uh, you all live at was, the PBL Podcast. Um, so they do They do know that, but they are all doing <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. stuff One's flying. right now. One yeah. is flying. Yes. That's how they fly with them steering wheel like that, yeah. right? <laughs> See, well, they, maybe, maybe the mail pilot. And an iPad. There's an iPad now, too, so that's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but, okay. um, but thank you. Yeah. And thank you all of you guys out on TikTok. Um, so that is super cool, and um, you know, so thank you. I try not to be super dorky, but I think I have a dork gene instead of a yeah. gene in my body. But when you talked about an app, mm-hmm. here's the thing that I've noticed, um, and, and I am really dorky, but I looked up how many decisions your average state house rep is asked to make during a year. Um, And it's not just a vote, but there's also these amendments and different things. There's over 2,600 decisions in an average year. Right, that's a lot of decisions. And so when I said we're more in alignment than not, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Um, And so when you said, would there be a TikTok app? I actually think that as I read through so many of them, so many things that we're asked to do are redundant, don't need to happen, mm-hmm. um, are things that are going to have to be changed the next year, yeah. um, solve a situation and don't really solve a problem. Yeah. It's just this one thing happened, everybody freaks out, they try to fix this, but it doesn't really solve a long-term problem. Right. And I have this methodology when I go to make a decision and I ask myself these questions and it's, it's not long, so... No, please, no, 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 go ahead. No, yeah. no, no, this is, this is your time. Yeah. So take but as much but as I you think want. this yeah. is important because we don't think about this, and this is where 
we get a law passed or we get yeah. a, something something happens and everyone's like yeah this is great and then a week later everyone's like why did we do that this guy got <laughs> hurt this group is being left out this right. really hurts the you know the most vulnerable yeah. and we didn't stop and ask just a few really important questions sure. and pretty much I always try to ask these I don't get it right so it's not like oh Erica's awesome about this but it's important because I try to ask myself questions like when I do this who's benefiting yeah. so like the yeah. app who's benefiting from this who's being left out yeah um, who's gonna be inadvertently hurt golly how many times do we do something and not realize that there's a group that's being inadvertently hurt because yeah. they don't have a home address so homeless moms are being hurt or this group is being hurt um, is there a long-term financial and social impact yeah. to this um, are we solving a single problem or are we solving actually a, a big problem um, are we gonna have to re revise this a year from now uh -huh. that's huge right because we constantly a great question to ask by the way in a, in a realm of politics because that question you know if every politician Every legislator would ask that question, that question prior. Right? Yes, we yeah. probably not have all these oh. laws on the books that we don't need, these redundant laws, et cetera, et cetera. And we so. were talking about um, um, working for Blockbuster. Yeah. And think about the argument over, you know, VHS versus Betamax, exactly. and it's a non-issue if we simply wrote something that covered technology versus specific terminology. We might have a better argument or yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then are there people? This is the biggest one too. Are there people we should be asking mm -hmm. prior to making this decision who have a depth of knowledge bigger than our yeah. own? And I really think that's critical. As a legislator, I think we're being asked to be a generalist mm -hmm. as opposed to a specialist in one vertical, and we need to recognize that and then get depth of knowledge and recognize we don't really know that much about anything. So, Erica, let me ask you that what you just outlined is this your commitment in moving forward to every decision if elected that you make will be based on this criteria that's what i've always done okay not no. if when when, when elected yeah. gotcha. thank you because i usually yes. do that too yeah i was waiting for somebody to correct me by the way so, I, I teed that one up so what, what, what i was saying is what i was thinking is well 2600 decisions and you know one of them oh. might be what i'm eating for lunch so i may actually make those decisions on my own i, I would argue that's a, that's a really important decision yeah. nobody wants a rep or other representative you know any anyone in the, yeah. the state house being hangry. So what? Here's what I can tell you. <laughs> this is not a new set of criteria. Gotcha. This it's... is how I have always done my decision making. Mm -hmm. This is also how I coach yeah. my clients. This is how I've coached my children. That's this awesome. is how I talk to my friends. This is yeah. how, if you and I were sitting down, yeah. I would encourage you to think about what you do. Um, and this is how I've always done it. So why would I change that? Because Fair I want enough. to make Good a bigger answer. decision. Yeah, because yeah. I think that that is what's needed in politics mm -hmm. is people that are actually thinking not just for themselves, but really the impact. Because politicians, elected officials, make decisions all the time that adversely impact people. With they're not even looking at the, they don't see it because they're not thinking about the intentions of what possibly. Right, happen. and I think you could also you know correlate that with your vote on uh -huh. you know in November especially you know yeah. don't I actually I actually print off the ballots beforehand. I actually go through and I actually look every single person if I'm not familiar with someone, I look it up and you know all those like little things they ask, you know, like issue eight, issue seven. You know, I go through and I I, re I read the language, you know, those critical critical Absolutely. thinking that um that makes a difference. So one of the topics that's 
out there right now, uh, conspiracies and stuff. I'm not going to get into conspiracies, <laughs> but you're, one, of your, one of your one of your issues this on your platform. Yeah, that's good. Now you really want to get people angry. We do Conspiracy Mondays, so maybe we'll have you for that. But fight the growing crisis of addiction and human trafficking. And human traffic, they just, I, I uh, put this on my TikTok the other day. There was this huge ring of, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, human trafficking child pornographers worldwide. They just arrested like 300 and some people. Tell us about what the human trafficking aspect of your platform, what, why'd you pick that and what, what's your ideas? Absolutely. Well, and actually let me... I would like to stand it out yeah, because it's, it's the addiction piece that really yeah. um, is huge for me. So, um, one in six people is affected by the issue and crisis of addiction. Mm -hmm. um, my husband sits on the board of MARC, Metro Atlanta Recovery Residences. Um, I have been to more CA and AA meetings than I can count and have numerous friends who are active in the recovery community. I'm a huge advocate. For that community, um, there we are doing a lot. Yeah. We have a lot of representatives. We have a lot of judges. We have a lot of folks who are staunch advocates for the recovery community and our courts. Drug courts are doing a really good job, but there's more we can do. Yeah. And um, human trafficking filters down right into that. Yeah. There are particularly for women. Not that yeah. there aren't men that are being and young boys that are being trafficked, yeah. but it really hits our women. And um, it starts with that drug and alcohol issue, and it tends to come right from that. Um, here's a specific, so, and then people are like, wow, that's a great sound bite, but let's talk about something specific. So I want to talk about something, if I can, yeah, absolutely, very absolutely. specific that we are not doing, that I think we should be doing to address this, and that's parity. There is not healthcare parity when it comes to addiction. And I can make this very simple. Um, and I'm sure all of the folks out there that are really involved in this will say, well, you simplified it too much, but that's what we have to do right here. Kiss method, I believe in it. Okay, so here's the deal. If you go in to the doctor and you have got a broken arm, yeah. your doctor says, you have a broken arm, and here's what I think you need to do. You need to have an x-ray, we're going to put a cast on it, you need six weeks, we're going to come back. Yeah. Okay, or they say you need a splint, or they say you need pins. The doctor designs the treatment plan, they submit it to the insurance, and the insurance approves it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's that direction. If you have an addiction issue, opioid, alcoholism, whatever it is, the insurance company says, oh, you have an addiction problem, here's how you have to treat it, and then you have to find a doctor or recovery center who's willing to do it that way. Right. It is exactly backwards. Yeah. Instead of finding a center that says, here's the best way to treat you because of your dual diagnosis, because of your medical history, because of where you failed before, because of these things, and then getting the insurance company to work with you. Yeah. It's the wrong way. And that's one of the leading causes for our failure to be able that's to help. It's a big hill to climb to change. It is. But in every other medical situation, and we know that addiction yeah. is a disease, mm -hmm. in every other disease situation, we're able to do it the way that the medical profession designs the best for you. Yeah. We don't have that parity in addiction. Hmm. And we haven't been addressing that or talking about it. So you're a doctor, and you're thinking over <laughs> yeah. there about this. So that, that so. is a specific thing. Yeah. It, it is. I would argue, though, there are many other conditions for which 
therein lies the same issue, cancer being one. So, you know, cancer treatment being you know, regulated or relegated to strictly chemo only, only certain kinds of chemo um, that are reimbursed. But I think it's a much larger issue, and actually, I think it's kind of like the perfect time to take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll kind of flesh out some more of the specifics. So, if you're watching us on TikTok, we'll be right back in like five minutes. Awesome.